Welcome to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and we are in season five. This is exciting. Uh, but what I want to stress here too is that it's time to take action for yourself. If you are considering retirement planning or any kind of world change in your demographic here in your world, um, it's time to basically make that appointment to have a conversation. We'll be right there with you. Uh, why don't you go to our website, copia, C-O-P-I-A-W-M as in Mary.com. Make an appointment for a consultation. We'll see what's on your mind and see how we can help you. The biggest transition in life is that retirement. So we want to be able to support you in everything that you have um, questions about, goals, dreams, and desires, and get you ready for the biggest change in your life. So with that said, we have an incredible uh, advisor out there that really is so focused and committed on the retirement planning process. And uh, you're going to be in a position where you're not going to want to miss this because I think that um, just the simplicity of making your world a better world and doing it right because we can only retire once and we want to retire right. So we have uh, Raiden Stansel. He's waiting here to be on the show and, and we're excited to have him as well. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. Have you gotten a copy of our book, Wealth by Design, yet? If you haven't, please go to Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com, and you can actually order a copy of the book right there. It'll take you right where you need to go, and you can get your, your copy. If you have questions about that, please give us a call at 619-640-2622. We'll help you and guide you along the way as well. Take care. Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. I'm Elizabeth Dawson, and we have a great um, person here that's going to just give you an eye-opening experience about your relationship with retirement and what to think about. So this is Mr. Raiden Stansel, and he is the owner of Peace of Mind Wealth Management, and he also has a podcast out there called Secure, Reti Secure Your Retirement. And I think that uh, these are pieces that you probably need to consider uh, in, in your future stretch to building your retirement to, to get it to a place where you want it to be and you can actually thrive in your retirement without worry. So again, thanks so much. Thanks for being here, Raiden. It's a pleasure to have you and uh, welcome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate being here and uh, being able to talk with you. So thank you. Well, and you're on the other side of the country. So we're here in San Diego and, and tell us a little bit about where you're from. Well, I'm from uh, Raleigh, which is a, a pretty popular area because we have some pretty famous schools like uh, UNC, Duke, and NC State, which are pretty high on the basketball level of things anyway for college football, uh, basketball rather. And uh, so, and as well as, you know, some of our hospitals are pretty well known as well. So uh, also, if you're on the East Coast, a lot of people move from up north down to North Carolina. And then we have what are called halfbacks. Halfbacks are folks that move from all the way up from up north down into Florida. They find out it's too hot and they come halfway back. And so they, they land in North Carolina. So we have a lot of folks that end up retiring here who either went to school here or have kids who went to school here. And so it's a very, very popular area for retirees. You know, it's kind not of as nice a weather as you have in San Diego, not as consistent. <laughs> But it's beautiful there, though, too, because we do have some friends that are back there um, and, and some clients, too. And it's it's been amazing because they've sent us some pictures that are just incredible. Like we love our sunsets here, but I think you all have some sunsets that you can, you know, really create some competition for us on. Yeah, no, I love it. I think that if I think through all the places I've been in the U.S., I it's very hard for me to find another place that I'd rather live. So uh but it is, is very beautiful, but so is San Diego. So we love being there too. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't complain. I can't complain, you know. But um, our conversation, we want to kind of talk a little bit about the retirement uh, story. 
And I think that most people today, they, they struggle with the idea of, okay, I've worked all these years, I've, you know, I've saved or I have a pension, I might have you know, some things working for me or social security, but how do I make it all work? And so um, that transition of the behavior that money works very differently while you're uh, earning it versus it acting very differently when you go into to the retirement and having that money work for you. Uh, how do you try to educate people about that transition in their life? Well, I think that uh, we talk about it all the time, folks, uh, when they get ready to retire, it's not like you get to practice. It's kind of like one of those things that occurs and it only happens one time in life. And so we find that a lot of people, you know, it's very fearful um, and it's very scary. Um, and what's interesting is, is it's scary whether you have a couple hundred thousand or a few million dollars, it doesn't matter. We do not have a client uh, that didn't go through concern. And we have many clients that have uh, very good, large, uh, nice net worths, but they still are scared. Uh, we have also this idea of trying to teach people that there are some things that are just unknown and you have to get, un you have to get comfortable with that. So you have to say, okay, I'm going to move from working and doing something that in their head brought value. Maybe they had a team of people, maybe they were a manager, they could have done all these things. And then they're going to transition into this environment where it's just them and maybe their spouse or their partner or whoever it may be. And that's, there's an emotional tr uh, transition from one place to the other. And it's, it's, you know, just walking people through that uh, kind of validating cause they'll, they'll, ha they'll tell you that they're nervous and, but they, some of them think, should I be? And they're a little, I don't know, they don't real apprehensive about telling you that they're nervous. And so when you start bringing that out, it just helps them to relax and know, okay, this is not uncommon. Uh, it's not like I did a bad job and didn't have everything together. Um, it's simply being able just to go through a process. And we try to help people get through that process in the smoothest way that they possibly can. I think that's so important to talk about because people today, they think, okay, gosh, you know, I'm running, 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 running. I'm doing all these different things. What is my life going to look like? So it's kind of that dream time to, to imagine it. Uh, one of the things I always say to people is that it's important to make sure you're just as busy when you retire so that you don't think about, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with my time? <laughs> uh, do you have any special stories of people that have had success through this and, and uh, they're just really thriving now? Oh, we have, a, I think, a quite a few stories. I will say that, that for the vast majority, what we find, though, is that the first year, it's kind of like the retirement honeymoon phase. The first year, you're so busy just transitioning, and you think, oh, my goodness, how did I ever have time to work? And then comes year two, three, four, five, and people start to go, what am I going to do with my life? And so what we really try to talk about is what do you want to have accomplished in your retirement? do you want to be a consultant? We have many clients that have gone back in and being a consultant and they love it because they have their own schedule. They, they don't have to, they're not dictated by some management or corporate world. Uh, we have many clients that have gone into volunteering um, and done a great job in those different um, uh, organizations as well as communities is, and they are just so much happier once they get involved in things. What we find is, is that sometimes people, uh, when they don't have something that they're going to do in retirement, um, their state, and we're not even talking about financial, we're just talking about their emotional state is just so much lower. And they, if the quicker they can find something, the better. And so what we're, we talk to people about is five years out from retirement, start thinking about those organizations or that role that you want to be a part of 
once you get into retirement. Don't wait until you're retired. And don't think you have to do it immediately either. You can have that honeymoon phase. Just go travel, go do whatever you want. And then whenever it starts to to pare down and you have more time, step into those other roles and, you know, operate there with with knowledge, knowing that it's going to happen. Don't think it's not going to happen. It will. Well, I think this is a very part of the powerful conversation that people need to know because they're really, they don't necessarily know how to transition into it. But I think that this is, um, it's a wealth of information for people to con, you know, consider and think of because uh, some of the most successful people I've ever met, met are, you know, they're older, they're kind of mentors. They're they, a lady that I know, um, she had said, you know, the secret to life is never stopping work, but just modifying it. And she's got plenty of money. She doesn't need to worry about it, but it's, it's one of those things that it works. Something is going to be different for each person. Um, but when you're talking to someone that's coming to you, that's maybe been referred to you or that listened to your podcast, uh, when they're talking to you about retirement, what are some of the number one concerns that they have? Well, I mean, you know, again, I go back to this thing of it doesn't matter how much money you have. Uh, the number one concern people have is running out of it. And so it doesn't matter whether you, again, you have, and we have clients and we talk about this all the time. We have clients that have, let's just use a number, 500,000 saved up. And we have clients that have five to 10 million, but the concern is the exact same concern. And by the way, we also uh, help people to appreciate the person with 500,000 could have a better retirement plan than the person with three or 4 million. If that it, it's all come down, it all comes down to spending. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we talk to people about is let's don't be overly concerned with the amount. Cause that's usually the question people have is how much do I need to retire? And that's really probably in our opinion, not the right question. The right question is, how much do you think you need to spend? Because if a person, you know, is spending uh, a lower amount of money, they need a lot less to generate that income. We could also have, uh, by the way, I've got clients that have very little, comparatively speaking, saved, but they retired from a, uh, a government, let's say, maybe the federal government or a state that had a very good pension. And their pensions are so good they really don't need anything other than their pensions and social security. So don't think about how much you've got. Think about what your spending plan is. And we're not, I'm not talking about being overly budgeted, but just look at what you're spending and saying, is that necessary? I mean, we have clients who live very in their, this is their feedback to us. They have, they live very comfortably on five or $6,000 a month. We have other clients who say they could not make it if they didn't have $15,000 a month. Well, that's two different lifestyles, but but at the same token, each of those are gonna be happy, I guess. It's just a factor of what do you want your life to look like? And I think that's the bigger question that we really try to talk to people about. Well, I think I think it's working. I think you're doing a great job. I think, uh, you know, there, you couldn't have a following like you do to, to uh, to be successful enough to basically get to the human element questions, and I think that's key. Um, so, so what are some of the strategies or, or thoughts that you're um, wanting to provoke to people today to thinking about their retirement and doing it in a you know successful way based on what they want? Uh, of course, I know you just mentioned that it's it's based on you know what do you need to live comfortably, but is there is there something that people should be actually preparing for in your mindset that maybe has has worked for your clients at this point? So, I mean, we're a huge advocate. I know that I just talked about this, but of actually having a written retirement income plan. And I think that that is something that is key. A lot of times, you know, we, uh, 
a lot of times people in our business are not that attractive. Uh, engineers are very difficult to work with. Sure. And the reason why an engineer is difficult to work with is usually an engineer comes to the meeting with their own spreadsheet and they're trying to like, you know, figure things out. We've actually have great relationships with, um, with engineers. And, and the reason why is because we pretty much say, hey, what they're trying to accomplish is what we think everyone should try to accomplish. And that is having a written plan that says, I've thought it through. Now we'll take a person who maybe has built their own spreadsheet and say, let's, let's add to that and maybe use some software that's a little bit more geared toward retirement planning and then be able to, to do a lot of those what ifs. The reason why I think that is so important, by the way, on the what ifs is I have been in many, many meetings with people that are planning for retirement and their anxiety is really high Absolutely. and uh, they're, they're just worried. Is it going to work? And so we start walking, walking through the what ifs and those what ifs could be what if, because we might have somebody who just got an early package and they're 62, they were planning to work to 65. And so we say, okay, uh, maybe you do get that consulting or that other job, but what if you don't? And we can run through the what if. Uh, another one is what if one person outlives the other? How does that affect the other person? We can play those what ifs out. And after about 45 minutes or so of walking through what ifs, that anxiety level comes down because very few people that we have coming and sitting in front of us have not worked hard to save money. So that's usually not their problem. Their problem is just understanding the math, understanding what's going to happen. So that's number one. Number two is I'm, we're very big advocates of being able to have uh, risk managed portfolios. So basically being able to say, how do I retire and, and manage, have my, my portfolio managed in retirement without being exposed to all of the risk of the market? Now, most of the time people interpret that because there's been so much talk about it that the only way to do that are with things like annuities or things like that. While we use those, we do not, we're not anti-annuities. We believe though that we can manage the market and manage portfolios with downside protection without having that. But again, we always tell our clients and our clients, we tell people this, you're not going to be attracted to someone like us if you think you want to make the highest rates of returns and also be protected, you have to be willing to say, I want to make a decent rate of return mm -hmm. and not be, and not be exposed. So, and I will tell you of the people we talk to, they say, look, if you could make me a decent and I call decent six to 8%, somewhere in that range around that six, we never illustrate by the way, in any of our returns, anything more than 6%. We never illustrate a higher than 6% rate of return. And the reason why we do that is we say, look, if we can do it at six, five or four and we make more then that's okay. Yeah. Uh, but, but if we plan for eight, nine, 10, uh, that's not going to be a good thing if we don't hit it. So we, if a client needs to hit eight, nine, 10 in our perspective, then we, we just don't feel that that's a good scenario if they're, because we believe they're spending too much money. No, I think, I mean, that's important for people to see because there's, there's, uh, there's options, right? There's, um, and people have a mindset about what they think. Uh, so do you do something in your practice that's maybe um, untraditional or, or not like what the rest of the, the world is talking about to make you more of an expert leader in your, in your profession? Well, I, you know, I don't know about, uh, I think it's different just from what I talk to. I mean, I have, you know, peers in this industry that I think we do things alike. I just don't think it's that common though, that a lot of financial advisors, when you go talk to a retirement planner, financial advisor peer, don't care where they are, they focus on one thing. And that is the investment strategy that they have. 
Um, and, and I'm not saying, and I think across the board, you've got a, a good mix, but I think a lot of financial advisors just work on, hey, I've got this return or I've got this portfolio. And I don't think that's going to bring about a successful retirement plan. I don't care how good my uh, investment strategy is. I think we have to look at other things. And I think that what we try to do is look at, break it down into three categories. We talked about this a little bit earlier, is we, we want to look at the financial. We need to have a good financial strategy, but we also need to think about our legacy. What are we going to leave behind, whether it be money or intellectual uh, capacity, meaning we want to leave behind what we've learned to our next generations. And then the third area is um, our lifestyle needs. Uh, we do a lot of work with uh, working with retirement communities, for example, uh, what we what are called uh, CCRCs or continuing care retirement communities. How do you how do you transition from where you live now to something where you're going to, you know, remain the rest of your life potentially? And then how do you do that and be happy throughout that process? And I think that we work a lot in those categories. So it's not just about the money. Most of the folks who come to us have done a good job of saving but they say, look, I just want to know how to navigate this world of retirement. I've worked for decades. I know how to navigate a corporate office. I don't know how to navigate retirement. And so we try to think, help them think through all those things. How are you going to transition? What is that going to look like? How do you communicate to the kids? Do you have things in a place that make you feel comfortable having a conversation with your kids or grandkids or nieces or nephews or whoever it may be? So I think our uniqueness, if you want to say it. And I, I don't think it's hundred percent unique. I think just our focus is we look at everything instead of just looking at the money. Well, I think that's important. And it is a great um, consideration that people need to know that you are looking at everything and um, you know, that mental awareness when we do get to uh, you know, the, the retirement date and we're, we're out of the boardroom or we're out of our importance of our daily lives. And now we're going into the importance of our new daily lives. lives. It's the next chapter. Uh, so I think that those are, those are powerful pieces. Um, you know, there's so much information that you have. And, and I, I think that people need to kind of consider uh, getting more and more education all the time. I think that people maybe want to check out your podcast as they've been checking out mine for all these years. Uh, but secure your retirement. I think that's a powerful piece. And you know, um, Raiden, I just want to say thank you so much for being here on the show. It's it's been a it's been a very nice, insightful, a little bit wider vision, I think, for people to consider because everybody's working so hard every single day. But then when we get to that next step in our life, it's how do we do it the right way and how do we do it for us? Um, so, I mean, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. Great to meet you. And uh, thank you so much for just, just kind of how your structure works and how you're so different. Well, thank you so much. And I appreciate you having me on the uh, on your podcast. <laughs> thank you. Well, I mean, everybody needs to hear another perspective. And I think it's perfect coming from the industry. So I think we have a lot of aligned thinking um, points. And I think it's great. So again, um, if you have any information that you want to ask um, of Raiden, let us know. We'll get you in contact. And again, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that conversation that we just had with Braden. Uh, just a wealth of knowledge. I think you should even check out his uh, podcast. Those are things that you do want to have peace of mind, which I know is part of his business. Uh, but every day we are encountered with questions. And hopefully you had some questions answered there, or maybe it sparked some new questions. Um, but, you know, we have an audience question right now that I think is appropriate for this. And it's, I know you have, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, what are some red flags I should look at for while finding a financial advisor? Um, the first red flag, it might be you. 
Um, the red flag might be you being the fact that you might want to procrastinate and say, I can wait a while or longer before I have to get a financial expert in my life to kind of figure out what my, what my financial situation looks like. Um, I always suggest look for people that are educators. Um, we appreciate being an educator in this world because I think there's so much for you to know before uh, basically diving into a relationship. Uh, red flags might be that you don't necessarily understand what's being told to you. Um, you might you might just want to be um, having your feelers out there to understand uh, what the message is and why you might be wanting to talk to this person. But I would say this, do your research first. Start to talk to people that um, maybe have had success in the matter of whatever stage it is, like today we're talking about retirement planning. You want to make sure that you're aligning your beliefs but also willing to be open-minded with the beliefs and strategies and education that you'd receive from an advisor that is, um, you know, working with you as a, as a, um, in your best interest. So here we're a fiduciary firm. So as a fiduciary, we want to make sure that our client is actually heard and the goals, dreams, and desires that they have uh, are really, you know, the priority. Uh, there's no two people on this planet that have the same ideals or things that they want. So the biggest part I would say is if the advisor that you're speaking to doesn't have your goals in mind when they're planning for you, that might be the biggest red flag of all. Look for the people that are going to work with you with your best interest in mind and set them up. You know, that's the hardest thing to talk about is, you know, uh, the wish list, the, the, the goals that people have and, and how do they make it a success in their world. Uh, so dig deep, do your homework before you get started. Don't procrastinate and make sure you have the best team that can help you accomplish your goals, dreams, and desires for whatever stage of life that you're in. All right, take care. We'll be back again next week with another episode. We'd love to hear your comments, questions. We'd love to get your feedback. And uh, again, thanks so much for joining us today. information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.